Unstoppable Success Radio, episode 99. Welcome to Unstoppable Success Radio. My name is Kelly Roach, former NFL cheerleader and Fortune 500 executive turned business growth strategist, helping entrepreneurs around the world to make six and seven figure leaps in their business. Each week, we bring you multiple episodes designed to help you go further faster in accomplishing your goals and dreams. Now let's get down to business. Welcome to Unstoppable Success Radio. I am your host, Kelly Roach, and I am thrilled to have Adrian Dorson here with me today. Adrian brings massive expertise, insight, and insane energy to every stage and has thought, taught thousands of entrepreneurs how to get more results in less time by increasing conversions, boosting profitability, and strategically doing the right things, not all things. Adrian delivers powerful messages to people all over the world, from entrepreneurs to athletes to corporate professionals and women's groups, and brings a unique flair to each one that empowers and motivates audiences to leverage and embrace their ambition and take action. She lives in St. Petersburg, Florida with her fiancé, Bernice Mountain Dog Church and Irish Terrier Airy. She competes nationally in distance triathlon, loves CrossFit, and is a total cookie aficionado. Adrian, welcome to the show. Yeah, thank you for having me, Kelly. I'm pumped to be here and I follow your work too. So I'm like really excited to chat about it. Yeah, definitely. So you have so much great stuff going on with the podcast and the work that you're doing with entrepreneurs. And, um, you know, but what I would like to start with is I would like to start with um, kind of a discussion around setting big goals and actually committing to follow through because, you know, you were in a situation where you had, you know, $45,000 in debt that built up which to most people feels like an unsurmountable mountain to climb, very similar to maybe our business goals or following our dreams or doing what we really want to do in our lives. Mm-hmm. And you successfully tackled that, you crushed it, you know, and, and it changed your life and it changed so much about you and, and opened up so many doors for the future. So can you tell everybody a little bit about that? Yeah, so I think whatever we're, you know, looking at an, what seems to be this like huge goal that we'll never accomplish. Uh, we will never accomplish it if, if we feel that way. Right. So the first step for me was really deciding that that was something that I needed to get rid of. And mine was like all student loan debt. It was, you know, from six years of both undergrad and graduate school. And I think that this is a common story for a lot of people out there, whether it's student debt or some other type of consumer debt or whatever it may be. It might not even be debt that's holding you back. It might be relationships or something, um, you know, different. But I think that people understand this concept of feeling trapped by debt and how can they achieve the things that they really want in their life if they're they're kind of stuck in this space of, well, I owe someone money and I can't really, you know, feel free or do what I want to do because I have to pay this stuff back. And so that's kind of where I was. And I was like, I needed, I needed to make that decision that it was really important to me to pay that off um, so that I could leave my corporate day job. So I decided that I needed to focus on it. And I think um, that seems like really airy fairy or like, oh, what do you mean you decided? Right. And I was like, well, there's a difference between being interested in paying off your debt, because I know a lot of people who are interested in paying off their debt or interested in achieving a goal. And then there are people who decide that they're going to do it. And at that point, once you decide, it becomes inevitable, you know, that you're going to do it. It's just a matter of time and, you know, the how, Uh, of getting there. But to me, it was like, once I made that decision, I was like, okay, this is my main focus. I don't know 
all the specific steps, but I know that if I take one step forward every single day and I keep my eye on the prize, that is going to get paid off. And so that's what I did. I, you know, I rebudgeted a lot of the things that I was doing with my corporate money. So I was, you know, in corporate at the time I was, you know, I wasn't making full six figures yet, but I was close to it, but I was spending money uh, kind of aimlessly, as I think a lot of people do, especially because it was the first time in my life that I ever had money. Um, I was in school and not really right. well off when I was younger. And so I was like, wow, I'm actually making money. I would like to keep some of this. Um, but I wasn't being responsible with that. And so I made that decision to get more responsible, to really take a look at my finances versus avoiding them, which is what most people do. We just avoid them. And then we uh, assume that things will be okay if by the end of the month we still have money left over. Uh, and that's not going to get you where you want to go. You need to like hyper-focus and really understand what decisions you need to make on a monthly basis. And then I also started my side business. So I got serious with my corporate income. I got serious with my side business and everything that I was making and everything that I was saving was going directly towards that debt. So I had my eye on the prize. I did not stray or get distracted by other shiny things that are is very easy to do, especially when you start making money. But I knew that my decision was that I needed to pay that off and that I was going to open up freedom for myself in tons of other ways if I did that first. And so that's not a priority for some people. But for me, that was a priority to get out of the day job. I, I wanted to pay off the debt first so that I didn't need to make as much uh, when I left the day job. Um, even though I make more than I did in my corporate job now, I just knew that it was going to free me up from being desperate or like, feeling insecure in the business if I didn't have that debt. So that was kind of my decision that I made from, from day one, but just keeping your eye on the prize, whatever the goal is making that initial decision and then following through every single day in some way. Right, exactly. And I think the most powerful thing in everything that you said there, you know, obviously the discipline to follow through is the number one thing in achieving any goal. But you also talked about the difference between interest and commitment. Mm -hmm. um, and, and I think that that is really the number one thing that, that stands in the way of anyone accomplishing anything, whether it's in business or in life. It's actually the discipline to keep taking action and to do what you don't feel like doing when you don't feel like doing yeah. it because it's going to get you to where you want to be. Yeah. And I know you teach, you know, a lot about this and, you know, I would love for you to maybe expand on that concept a little bit for everybody listening um, in terms of maybe evaluating the honest truth mm -hmm. about where we are versus where we want to be. Yeah. So sometimes, you know, to me, the difference between interest and commitment is a big one because it's very easy to be interested in something. Like there's lots of things that, you know, you and I are even interested in, but we haven't yet committed, right? And there's a very big difference uh, in that. Um, and I think that people out there could probably think about, you know, a decision or, you know, something that they want in their life that they haven't fully committed to yet, but they know it's something on the horizon. It's something that they're potentially interested in. But the difference between the commitment and the interest is that once you make that commitment, even just the feeling of the word commitment is so much more powerful to me, like to really know, like I'm committed to this. And like you said, that means that I'm willing to do whatever it takes. I'm willing to do the things that aren't always going to be easy or aren't always going to be fun. I might even need to make some sacrifices to make it happen, but whatever it takes, I'm committed to making it happen versus when we're just interested in something, uh, we're not really ready or willing to make those sacrifices or to do what it's actually going to take to achieve the end results. And therefore 
being interested is much more waffly, like we go back and forth with it, or we're interested in getting into shape, but we're not actually committed to doing the workouts. Well, that's not going to get you the results that you want. So being committed to the process, being committed to the end result that you want, it will get you there, but you have to like really sit and like sink into that word and know that like, if you're the type of person, right? So this all comes back to like your own identity, right? Like when I commit to something, I'm the type of person that's going to follow through on the type of person that is going to do whatever it takes to get what it is that I want. Not everyone's like that, but I guarantee a lot of your listeners are, right? They just have to decide what is it that you want and are you willing to commit to it versus just being interested? There's a lot of people interested in getting out of debt. There's a lot of people interested in starting a business. There's a lot of people interested in losing weight or getting into shape or running a marathon. But committed people actually do it, right? Like you are not more than what you do. So you need to take that extra step to commitment to, to get into execution. And I think that that is the most powerful thing that we can do if we really want to achieve our goals is start being committed and focusing on whatever it is that you're committed to. Love it. Love it. And I love what you said about the power of actually speaking the word commitment and saying, mm -hmm. I am committed. Because I, I, I agree with you. There, there is power in actually putting that word to it and saying it out loud and actually, you know, pro proclaiming that, that you will follow through on this, which is very different from wishful thinking, hoping, complaining, having stress or anxiety about what is versus what isn't. Mm -hmm. um, that there's so much power in, in that commitment. And I, I love the way that you with the way that you put all of that. You also mentioned discipline and you know you you mentioned uh, sacrifice and and I think it's so important and you and I have had this discussion before Adrian, you know, there's certain words that have almost become like dirty words in the entrepreneurial uh -huh. space and we'll talk a little bit more as we go through the interview about what they are, but you know, understanding that sacrifice is typically a, a short-term thing like yeah. you you sacrifice for a short time um it's one step backwards to take a huge step forwards but what i said you know in my book and what i talk a lot about and i'm sure you do too adrian is you know most of the time people only see the sacrifice and many times you get more negative reinforcement before you get the positive and usually someone doesn't stick with it long enough to get from you know, the part mm -hmm. that they don't like into the yeah. part that they do. Do you have any tips or strategies for our listeners in pushing past and getting through that period of sacrifice to make it all the way to the other side like you did when you were trying to pay off these school loans? Yeah. So like the biggest thing is really keeping that vision, that end result in mind at all times, right? Because we, and knowing that you have a choice, right? Like you have a choice on a day-to-day -day basis of what you're willing to sacrifice and what you're not. No one no one gets to decide that for you. You get to decide that you hold all the power. But when we become powerless and we say like, oh, I, I can't achieve that result because I don't want to sacrifice this. Well, that's actually a choice, right? That you're making. And so for me, like paying off the debt, I knew that I was going to have to sacrifice some things. But like you said, it was in a very short period of time. Like it was six months to pay off all that debt. And that's not going to be the time frame for everyone else. But even a year, a couple years, that's not a huge sacrifice compared to the rest of my life that I will not have to be, you know, paying repayments to the government for all my student loans, right? Like that was going to be much more sacrifice. It would be much more sacrificial for the next 25 years versus just 
taking that short period of time, knowing and making the choice to sacrifice. And I think that if we make that choice, it's a it's a much more pleasant experience. We're like, I'm consciously and intentionally saying I choose not to travel during this time because it's much more important to me to get to this end result of paying off this debt or starting this business or getting to this income amount. So I'm willing to work these hours or I'm willing to put in the effort or I'm willing to hear no more often so that I can learn what it's like to, you know, how to get to a yes, et cetera. Yeah. So I, yeah, I think that like keeping the end result and the vision is key, like knowing why you're really wanting to achieve that thing and knowing that all the sacrifices will be worth it when you get there. Um, and for me, like really feeling into, well, what's it going to feel like when I do pay off that debt? Right. And I was like, I mean, I'm grinning right now because when I was paying off that debt, um, you mentioned something earlier about like not having that worry or that anxiety around things because I, and I didn't, as, as soon as I started paying off that debt, it was inevitable to me that I was going to, I was going to get there. So I felt free as soon as I made that decision, as soon as I started paying it off. And so when the last payment was paid off, it was almost surreal to me because I was like, I already knew that this was going to happen, right? It was like this elated feeling of like, yeah, I did it, but I already knew I was going to pay it off. It was inevitable. Um, but I felt that feeling the entire time. And so really sinking into that, allow yourself to like, whatever that end result is, allow yourself to feel that feeling now. What's it going to feel like when you pay off that debt? What's going to feel like when you're able to leave that job? And that is worth every single sacrifice that you will ever make. If you're really focused and you really have a strong desire and meaning behind what it is that you're working towards. And I think as long as we stay focused on that vision and what it feels like to achieve it, no sacrifice is is too big and it's kind of silly when we put it into perspective of what's what is sacrificial right like not eating out a couple nights a week or right, exactly. working a few extra yeah. hours like come on <laughs> yeah no exactly well and i think that's great and the reason why i wanted to have you expand upon that a little bit adrian is because you know of course we have a lot of entrepreneurs listening we have a lot of entrepreneurs listening and you know the biggest thing i hear from my audience over and over again is that they struggle with having the time to follow their dreams they struggle with getting productive enough to be able to achieve their goals it's really kind of bringing together two ends of the spectrum and sometimes when your life is already stacked and you have kids and you have family and you have work and you have you know so many other obligations you know sometimes we put things off a week a month a year and it turns into a lifetime yeah. right and we totally take ourselves out of the game because it just doesn't seem quote-unquote realistic for us right? Like whatever it is that we dream of, that we believe of, that we really want for ourselves. And the reason I wanted to have you share all that, and I really appreciate everything that you shared there with the listeners is that, you know, even if you sacrifice getting up one hour early or sacrifice, you know, one thing that you enjoy to move forward with your business, with following your dreams, with whatever your big vision is, you know, you will still be making progress, which means that inevitably at some point you will achieve your goal versus taking yourself out out of the game completely because it's not realistic or you don't have quote unquote enough time. You know mm. what I mean? So I, I love that you shared all of that. Thank you. Yeah. It's a dangerous path to say you don't have enough time, right? Like you get to choose whatever exactly. game game you want to be involved in. So play yes. the game you want to be involved in. <laughs> yes, definitely. So um, you're like into fitness and you do triathlons, right? I do. I do. Uh, Tell uh, me. Distance triathlons primarily. Uh, That's awesome. So tell me a little bit about what your training is like for that and how long you prepare for each one and how you got into that. 
Yeah. So I got into it because I've always been a swimmer. I swam and uh, when I was younger and then in high school and then I played played water polo in high school and then also in college. So collegiate water polo. And then um, after that, I was kind of looking for how do I keep up my competitiveness? How do I feed that beast as well as stay in shape and, and you know, stay athletic. And I didn't really know what to do because it was not very easy to go play water polo. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> can't just go do that typically. <laughs> Most people don't even know what that is. Um, so I started running a little bit. I started swimming and I, you know, because that was just the easiest thing to do, but I was still needing to feed that competitive beast within me. And one of my mentors at the time who I worked with, um, he was doing triathlon and he's like, you should do a triathlon. And so I did my first triathlon. I bought a bike off Craigslist and started riding that a little bit. And, and I won my first triathlon. And so that um, made me, you know, salivate for more competition, of course, because that's just how I am. And so I started training a little bit more, more uh, diligently and, and specifically. And, and I, I just loved it. I loved being able to not compete with other people. It's actually a very personal sport. Yeah. Like I'm really competing with myself right. um, for my times, and and I just I just loved the you know the the mix up of you know swimming, biking, and running versus just running. And so I started doing that a lot more, and then I kept lengthening. I first started with sprints, and then I kept lengthening the distance that I was racing at. And you know, the last year I actually didn't race at all because I was growing my business, and and I was still working out. Um, but I was not racing because my, my attention needed to be on my, the growth of my business and paying off my debt. And so I still tell people like, you still need to pair, pay the bare minimum, the minimum payments on those, you know, your health account, but you don't necessarily need to race while you're also trying to build a business. That's not necessarily the best approach, yeah. uh, to, to get what you want. Right. So I, I'm just getting back into racing this year, but it depends on like the, the length of the race. If I'm running like an Ironman or a half Ironman, it'll take me anywhere from, uh, five, four or five months to prepare for that. And and sometimes I'm training up to five hours a day, which is why it takes a long, right. long time out of your schedule. But it's something that for me, um, it, it's a really strong, like parallel to business, right? Like we have to have that discipline. It doesn't always feel good when I'm, when I'm racing, it doesn't always feel good to, wake up and have to go do my workout. But, you know, I do enjoy it. I love it. And I love the feeling of doing my best to become the best version of myself in every race that I run, whether it's business or athletics, it's against myself because I know that I can be the best, whatever that means to me. Yeah, no, that's awesome. And I, I love that you do that. And I mean, I trained for half marathons. And I remember like, you know, the, just at the end, like running for two hours, like it's a lengthy, <laughs> it is a lengthy oh. process. So I cannot even imagine the hours that you put in for the triathlons. But I love the reason why I brought it up. And the reason I wanted to talk about it on the interview was because, you know, I'm sure with the work that you're doing now, um, with entrepreneurs and peak performance and helping people to get better results, you know, so much of that parallel parallels with the discipline around training and kind of that competing against your own personal best. And and I also think on the flip side, and, and I would love to hear your thoughts on this, Adrian, that, you know, it's so important that we are only competing against ourselves. Because mm -hmm. I think with the internet and Facebook and everything else that's in your face all day long, every day, the second that you begin comparing your story to someone else's is when you get all mixed up and focused <laughs> on all the wrong things that will totally deter you from being your best and from following your own course 
through to completion. Yeah. I mean, it be, it, like you said, it's a, it's a slippery slope because I don't know what you did in the past 10 years exactly. to get, to get where you are. Right. But I see where you are now and I'm like, Oh, I can do that right now. Mm-hmm. And that's not even where I want to go. Right. Like I need to go where I need to exactly. go. And so I'm always like, run your own race, keep your eye on the road, or you're going to trip, right? Like if you're looking over your shoulder, you're going to fall down and it's not going to feel good, you know, like focus on your own race, cheer each other on, use each other as, um, you know, obstacles in terms of keeping yourself motivated to build that momentum. Like, oh, she's inspiring me. I'm going to keep going, but I'm focused on my race, not hers, right? Because that will put you down a path of, it'll feel like a struggle, because you're running the wrong race, right? Like, so running your race is so important. Run your own race, do your best in your race and use each other, uh, not as competition, but as motivation and momentum to keep yourself going, which that is what I think is so powerful about having friends and mentors and uh, influencers in the space that you can use as powerful momentum, but not as competition because everyone's story is different. Everyone's chasing something different. Everyone's message and mission is different. Um, and we all need to have a voice in that conversation, but we won't if we like drown it out by what someone else is doing, or I'm not going as fast as them. You know, we're all, we got to pace ourselves differently. They may have been running a sprint last week. Now you're running a marathon, you know, so focus on your, focus on your own stuff. Exactly. Run your own race. That is a tweetable right there. I love that. Thank you for that. So this is fantastic, Adrian. So, you know, another question that I get from people a lot, and I like to ask, you know, some of my guests these questions because it helps the people that are listening to figure out how to take action in their own situation. And one of the questions I get quite frequently is, you know, how do I leverage my corporate background? How do I leverage what I was doing in the past into this new business that I want to start even though the new business that I want to start is not connected with my past background. I created an episode recently to answer this question because I had it written in um, on kind of my perspective and take on it, but I would love to hear you share maybe a little bit about your story and how you leverage your background into what you're doing today just to give people another flavor, another example, and the confidence that they do have everything that it takes to start their business today and that they don't need to go out and get all these certifications or you know degrees or whatever whatever it is to begin taking action on their dreams now. Yeah, I love this question because honestly, I suffocated this part of myself for a little bit in the beginning because I was so like jaded by when I left my corporate role. I was like so done with what I was doing there that I was like, oh, I'm going to totally put that chapter to the side. Like I'm not even going to look at my expertise from there when I actually, you know, when I sat down and, and realized it, it was actually a conversation that I was having with a client and he was like, you know, that uh, this stuff is really valuable. Like, why don't you like market this? Why don't you specifically, you know, teach this as your system? And I was like, well, this is just how my brain works. And and he was like, this is not how other people's brain works. And I was like, oh, okay, well, that's fascinating to me. Right. And so I realized that I had this wealth of knowledge and expertise and experience from the corporate and from my six years of degrees and, and my master's and my, you know, bachelor's program. But more specifically, I was trained as a lean six Sigma corporate um, consultant. And I was helping large multi-million dollar projects save money, time, resources, and, and helping them put in, put in less input to get out more results. And so I was like, wow, this is something that worked at the corporate level. How can I take what I, what I, 
know from that and help my entrepreneurs with some of those same concepts at just a different level, right? So I can't take exactly what I learned there because it doesn't really specifically apply to entrepreneurs, but I can take the, um, the strategies and the specific concepts and apply them to small businesses and entrepreneurs. And it works, right? Like it does help people do less and get better results. Um, and so that like lean thinking is something that I've been able to have myself. But I, like, like I said, I, I suffocated that for a very long time. And so it's to think about um, anyone out there that maybe you have a corporate expertise or you have an expertise from whatever it is you, you've been doing before. How can you use that in a way that feels really good to you? not necessarily um, how it was used previously that maybe uh, was not as fun for you or maybe if you take it out of the context of corporate it feels more fun or you realize that not everyone has that expertise uh, that you are now taking for granted and it might be one of your greatest skill sets that you can now leverage as one of your strengths in your own business and you can put your own spin on it and you get to do what you want with it now versus having to do it under the big man. So that was like a really aha, a big aha moment for me to be like, wow, I'm trying to suffocate this expertise when I have like a very big knowledge base that, that most people don't have. So I'm considered an expert on this, this thing that I could use as an asset to other people. So what can you leverage from your previous roles, even, even previous jobs, right? Like I look back to all the jobs that I've ever had and I'm like, one of the things I was always that was always a part of my role was people. Like I'm a great communicator, um, so I know that I need to have communication and people in my business, whatever, in some capacity, right? And so taking a look at like what you excelled at in previous roles and how you can apply that to your expertise now and turn it into a business because you do have a valuable skill set. And sometimes we're just like so jaded by the past that we try to avoid it. So don't avoid it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Because the way I think of it is like you have the opportunity to either build off of the foundation of everything that you've done, everything that you know, everything that you've experienced. So you're starting uh -huh. at like the 50% mark already by leveraging that in. But what yeah. most people do is exactly what you said. They hide it or they, they want to forget about it or they want to run as far from it as they possibly yeah. can or they totally discount it. I talk a lot about this. You know, people totally discount those skills and that experience that, that really was preparing them for what they're going to do next. So yeah, definitely yes. shine a light yes. on it and, and spend some time yes. uncovering how you can use it versus pushing it down under and, and discounting it because it will help you grow that much faster and be that much more successful in the process. Yeah, and I was totally a discounter because I was like, I didn't even realize until kind of my client said something to me. I was like, wait, not everyone thinks like that? <laughs> he was yeah. like, no. Yeah. <laughs> no, no that's, like, that's great. Oh, okay. This is, this is valuable. Yeah. So I totally, totally agree with you on that one. That's probably the majority of what people are doing. That's awesome. And so, you know, I know one of your kind of core messages and obviously going back to your your Lean Six Sigma uh, background as well is strategically doing the right things not mm. doing all things. So can yeah. you just share maybe like a couple quick tips on just, you know, patterns and trends you see, you know, around entrepreneurship and, and some things that you would want the guests to know in terms of, you know, getting more done with less and, and staying focused on, on the right things, not necessarily all things. Yeah. So I, I think a lot of people stay stuck in like really busy work. Like they don't, first of all, they don't have an end goal in mind. And so then they're just focusing on 
all the things that they compare themselves to or see other people doing and they assume, oh, so-and-so is doing this, so I must need to do that. When in actuality, you need to really identify what is the end result or outcome that you specifically want. And then what are going to be the strategies or tasks that you need to do to achieve that? Because probably 80% of the things that we do are not producing the results that we want. And so if we can take the 20% and just focus on those things, but it's really hard for people. It's hard for people to say no to the busy work because we're hardwired to do that. Um, But I talk a lot about the hustle and like, I firmly believe in doing work. I believe in doing hard work. I like working. I don't even mind working a lot, but when I'm working, I want to be working on things that are intentional and bringing in results. And so what you need to do is understand what is the end result that I'm, that I'm working towards and on a daily basis, kind of take note or uh, inventory of what, what am I actually working on? Right. Because when I have my clients go through this like task list, like, like I said, 80% of the things are not actually uh, even connected to that end result that they think they're supposedly working towards. So when you can focus on that, the right tasks, right, then you're able to double down on those and excel and increase your income, increase the, you know, whatever it is that your goal is, whether it's making more impact, you know, growing your audience, getting more, you know, building more credibility, getting more PR, uh, increasing sales, increasing revenue. It doesn't really matter whatever your end result is that you want growing a team etc but if you're not focused on that one thing if you're most people are focused on too many things and then they switch back and forth from like 10 different projects at once uh, that's not going to get you where you want to go but if you can really hone in focus on what it is that your end result is that you're going towards and then hustle on that one thing really intentionally you will get results Yeah, absolutely. I mean, so much of it is, you know, plan the work, work the plan, stick to it and follow through until you get results versus, as you said, continuing to toggle between so many different things that you're not going to get results in any of them. So just to wrap up a couple of things. First of all, the last time we spoke, Adrian, you had said something that stayed with me that I thought was so powerful. And I want you to kind of expand on it a little bit for the audience. And, you know, you had really mentioned how somehow kind of the word hustle had become like this dirty word and in entrepreneurship and business. Mm. Tell me a little bit more about kind of your philosophy around that, what you've been seeing, what you've been hearing, and and let's kind of share that with everybody before we wrap up here. Yeah, I love this conversation because I think um, for some reason there's this negative connotation around the word hustle, even more so for females, I think, which is a shame because I think that uh, I want to empower ambitious women, not let them know that they can sit back and they don't need to do work and, and that that's yeah. going to feel that that's going to feel good. It's not going to feel good. It's going to feel lazy. Right. Um, so what I want is for people to understand that hustle is to me, like you get to define words for yourself. Right. But for me, hustle, um, is not a bad word. It doesn't hustle. Doesn't mean struggle, right? Like I'm not working and struggling through things like, and I don't believe that hard work is a negative thing. I believe that challenging work is something that excites me. I left my corporate job because I wanted to be challenged more. And so I think that hustling is just doing things intentionally and doing whatever it takes to make them happen. Right? So I know that I'm the type of person that will hustle when I need to, to get things done, right. To get the results that I want to get. And that comes back to that commitment versus being interested. I know a lot of people that are interested in growing businesses, but they're not 
interested or committed to the hustle that it sometimes takes. Um, it's never been a struggle for me because I'm always working on a business and a mission that I'm personally inspired by. I feel called to share. I feel like it's easy for me to do that work because it's fun work. But there are times when I do wake up, like, you know, wake up at 5am, do my work because there is no other time in the day sometimes. Um, and so I'm committed to the hustle essentially and doubling down intentionally on, on what is going to get me the best results. And I'm not afraid of it. And I don't think it has to be a struggle. It doesn't have to be like this negative grind. Uh, to me, hustle is really fun. I love working and I love doing what I do. And if you find something that you love doing, doing that thing, if you're in a business that you love, then you should be excited to hustle. And I think that hustlers get results because they're so passionate about what they're working on. Um, and so I really do want to change the context of how we talk about the hustle and how we empower people to know that that's actually a good thing. And most people aren't hardwired that way. And the people that are, are the ones that are going to rise to the top. They're going to get their message heard. And that's what I'm I'm interested in working with those people, you know? <laughs> exactly, exactly. I absolutely love that. And I just, I wanted you to have the opportunity to share that because, you know, I think that many times people think, well, why am I not getting from A to Z, you know, and, and why am I not achieving this? And why am I not there yet? And, you know, why are they able to achieve this and I can and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, I think it's just really important for there to be no false pretenses around the hustle that is required to mm -hmm. build a business of significance, to accomplish big goals, to train for a triathlon, to go out and to, you know, like you said, get your message seen and heard. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I think, you know, with the internet, like I mentioned this already, you know, it oversimplifies things. It yeah. doesn't show the other 99.99999% of what all of us are doing all day, every day to achieve that one outcome, that one final end result that gets shared with yeah. the world, right? And so I just, I love that you're talking about this. I think it's so important and so necessary because I think a lot of people take themselves out of the game in mm -hmm. accomplishing their goals and dreams because they had a false impression of what was going to be required to get there. Yeah, this is, I mean, it's hard. It's, sometimes it's hard work, right? But like not being afraid of that hard work and knowing that your mission or whatever it is, your message yes. that you're sharing is super important and it's worth every single thing that you do to get it out into the world. And no one's telling you how long or how hard you're gonna have to work to get there because it's different for everyone. Like yes. you said, like we gotta run our own race, but I know that, um, you know, behind the scenes, like it's probably boring back here for me to share on a day-to-day -day basis how long it might take me to get to an end result of something. Exactly. So, sometimes yeah. it's quicker than others, right? But I know that I'm committed to that process. I'm going to do whatever it takes if that thing is really meaningful for me to accomplish, if there is significance there. So um, yeah, run your own race, hustle and double. And it's important to hustle on the right things, right? Like yes. don't just hustle on whatever, because that's right. not getting your results. Exactly. Yeah, no, I love it. Um, Adrian, so just to wrap us up, tell the, tell the listeners a little bit about what you're most excited about that you're working on in your business right now, where they can find you and anything that you want to make sure that you draw their attention to before we wrap things up. Yeah, they, uh, I have a podcast as well. They can go to adriandorson.com forward slash podcast or just go to adriandorson.com and you'll find all the resources there. I'm working on, uh, you know, talking about this hustle concept a lot more. I'm working on talking about how good businesses do good. So that's my like philanthropy generosity um, 
component of my business, which is a huge part of my business model, which I want to get that message out there more. So you'll find some of those things on the website. And I'd love to connect with anyone out there who who wants to talk more about that as well. So thanks so much for having me, Kelly. Yeah, that's awesome. Thank you so much for everything that you shared today. It was so great connecting with you once again, um, Adrian. And for everyone listening, thanks for being with us for this episode of Unstoppable Success Radio. And until next time, I want to remind you to dream big take action and don't stop until you make it happen. Thanks for listening to Unstoppable Success Radio. And if you're not already a member of my private email community, I want you to text the word IGNITE to 44222. Text the word IGNITE to 44222 to get all the resources, trainings, swipe files, and tips I only share there. If you're not already a member, all you have to do is text IGNITE to 44222 to get in on all the action. Thanks so much.